Welcome to Sample Size Podcast, the one-size-fits-all show for fashion, entertainment, and cultural news. Please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're hearing the show because it helps us out a ton and we appreciate you so much. And don't forget, it's not that serious, it's just clothes. And we're back. Hey, 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 Noel. How are you? <laughs> Look, I, I, I've been I'm not try- tired today. No, that is true. We have we are, have a bunch of energy. I've been trying, like, literally, literally all year and before every episode, I try to think of how am I going to change up the intro, but then, hey, hey, blank. Just, it just defaults. Every time. It just defaults to that. Just go blank. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, literally, we'll spend hours and hours on the outline and just, we get into the studio, nothing. <laughs> Head empty. No, no, no. But how you doing? Tired. That's a new one. I'm not. No, I said I'm not tired. That's, oh, that's what I'm about to say. Not tired. That's a new one. God, we can't even do that right. <laughs> I'm good, though. I'm good. In comparison to the week that I had, I'm mm-hmm. very good right now. How are you? So what happened in a week? You can't just say in comparison. You gotta let us know. Well, I mean, I was giving you opportunity to like tell us about like your week, but <laughs> my week um, was alright. Um, it went by quickly, so that's always good. That means the weekend's also gonna go by quicker. Um, company winding down me this week, so that's always good. I love fun. when they do that. Yeah, it makes um, you feel successful. Makes me feel successful, right? And I meet successful. so many people. Where I'm like. Yo, you don't look how you sound versus email. So, right. <laughs> so it's like, that's so dope. But yeah, it's definitely, you know, as things are starting to open back up, unfortunately, in the midst of another outbreak. But yeah. Right. Like, Which I, I like personally, I've been so like clocked out of all like COVID news. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what variant we're on. We're on Omicron and, you know, unfortunate, unfortunate. So. Right. It's y'all's fault. <laughs> Happy Founders Day. No. Didn't Founders Day pass? Okay, cool. Because today we're recording. No, I'm not today. No, oh, I, no, I'm saying because I never, I didn't get to say. I realized I never texted you. No, oh my god. Yeah, I was about to like. What? Sorry, yeah, Greeks. I was about to. But no, 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 no. I know. God damn. No, you go. You I hate seeing Greek shit on the timeline though. I'm not gonna hold you. I saw the first Happy Founders Day tweet, and I just I logged out of Twitter. I was like, no, no, yeah, we're I mean, not gonna do this. People, people can celebrate their Founders Day. Obviously, they part of or you know founders started something so now they gotta continue it yeah i just don't like y'all oh true i love your founders they did a great thing <laughs> i just don't like y'all uh, I, I respect i respect it but that's what's up nothing big happened in my life obviously as you can see um it was thank because we, we didn't record after thanksgiving yet, no we right? didn't yeah thanksgiving how was your thanksgiving my thanksgiving was good so like in the last couple of weeks the, well the reason why we are delayed is because <laughs> i had two wisdom teeth removed one of them was impacted so that was really fun um and i actually got them out the day after thanksgiving so i couldn't actually like eat anything on thanksgiving i really, I really did try to push um noel to have a kanye moment you know it's not it's only a wisdom but you know kanye had his wire oh through the wire <laughs> no oh my god oh my god oh my god no because when i because we were supposed to record literally like <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours after i got it out and my face was huge my face was huge and massive and then i had an allergic reaction to yeah. the pain meds that they gave me yeah, so it was yeah it just went from worse to worse sir I did feel like through the wire. <laughs> like when he's talking yeah. and his mouth, he sounds all like <laughs> stuffed with cotton balls. Yo, that's still legit. One I of felt that. Greatest, in my through opinion. the wire. Yeah, it's just like so <laughs> much to it. Going from the Shaka Khan sample to like him, you know, the story behind <laughs> through the wire. I mean, like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I was definitely playing that a lot Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I feel so much better. It was rough. I've never had I've never had surgery before, and then it was really? like mm-hmm. never had nothing. I broke my toe once when I was a kid. That doesn't count. Mm-hmm. But it was like I was going through searing pain oh, for yeah, like a that. month straight. I told you that's why yeah. I was being so mean to you. I was bullying you. You were bullied. You were abused a little bit. Look, let's not put my traumas in front of the camera. We do that too many times. I know. I, no, yeah, it was <laughs> the pain was making me like mean and irrational, and um, but I'm really glad that now now uh, I'm just mean. Now, now we, I'm rational and mean. Now. <laughs> rationally mean. Yes, of course I'm fair and mean, but yeah, don't you know? Don't uh, don't put your health aside. So I'm you know, to even and we're talking about all this Omicron stuff. I'm trying to factor in like. When is a good time to get a booster? Because literally everybody I've talked to, they said that the the booster has been putting them down. So I know that 24 hours after I get that booster, I'm going to be down for the count. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying not to pick them up. I think I'm just going to do a bit of self-quarantining until yeah. the spring. Yeah. Like, unless it's something important, I don't see myself having, like, much of a social life just because it's everything is kind of, like, up in the uh, air a little bit. Really what's motivating me is that all my work company that is starting to like people starting to invite us out to like things and like you know like, yeah i know i'm gonna be good but if i'm 100 i don't trust like i want to say like over 98 percent of white people when it comes to like being all of my, i was supposed to go to california too because like my company's in california and i was supposed to go end of december i don't think i'm going to just because i don't want to travel cross country well, it's just well they have this I can't tell. Oh, wait, like, but actually, yeah, but, but, um, they have like a, like, you know, you, you know what an ad agency is like. They fucking rented an Airbnb to party, oh, like, right. over the holiday break. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was like, yeah, maybe next year, but not this year. I think not I'm just gonna that. stay with the fam and stuff. But yeah, don't put your health aside and get impacted teeth because you're trying to be too productive and you're ignoring your physical and mental health so that's noelle's advice <laughs> so, corner of the week ironic <laughs> no i mean that's really what it was i just was not like taking care of myself at all because you know you get addicted to productivity and everything else falls by the wayside yeah like noelle so if you listen to this this is your reminder to put your health first yeah because if you're not alive everything else you're doing is moving. it does so not make sure matter your health is first so that's mm. our public um, service announcement, you know, CDC announcement for the year. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you're paying attention to that. Oh, wait, should we tell them about like the upcoming schedule? And, like, oh, yes, our holiday schedule. So this is going to be like the last official Schmample Schmage Schmodcast episode right. of 2021. We will have a fun little clip show recap episode coming in two weeks. Two weeks, yep. And then we will be taking break, a little break until January. January something. We haven't picked January, a date. January. Yeah, January something. Follow us at Sample Size <laughs> Media and we will announce when we will be We're coming back. back, yeah. But we're definitely going to take like a, a mini holiday break. A, a year's holiday break. break. And, you know, make sure that we are replugging and recharging so we can attack 2022. Yeah. With the vigor that we showed in 2021. Because honestly, we've learned so much okay. and like constantly on the on the on the um like trying to update what we need to do to make what we're doing better um so yeah i'm excited for 2022 and we're going to talk about that a little bit later for multiple reasons yes but definitely 2022 is definitely a year for not just you know me personally but us as a brand and i'm excited for us to grow so for sure for sure so let's get into the news that you can use cue the news anchor music (laughs) 
What would our newscaster names or, or our news channel be called? Sample Size Network? Sample Size Network. Sample, sample Size Network News? Yeah, sam- sample, size, yeah sample Size Network News. Welcome to SNN. SNNN. SNNN. Okay, so first we're going to have like two updates. Because of course, yeah. Because of course, the news breaks as soon as we leave the studio. And since we record bi weekly, we're going to be talking about Daniel Lee dropping the end bomb at Bottega, which <laughs> let me say I called. Yeah, you if did, you, you listen did. to yeah, the last call, episode, yeah, y'all were trying to make it seem like it was on the side of like Bottega and LVMH. I was like, no, he did something dark sided. Nah, yeah. So the alleged story is that Monsieur Daniel Lee dropped the N word with a hard R in a meeting, like in an internal Bottega the, meeting. To me, the craziest part is like, you know how crazy you have to be if like a, a room full of white people is like, oh no, you you gotta leave. Yo, the fact that okay, uh, the f- of course because LVMH then goes on to deny on Twitter, the fact that like whatever you Karen did was hein- was it, it, it was a caring Karen, or it was um, my bad. I'm so sorry, LVMH. <laughs> um, caring the fact that they actually did something about it, like uh, whether or not they acknowledged it publicly, you did get fired. So the fact that they actually took action was very shocking to me because look look at what we're surprised by (laughs) yeah because like i feel like this is something that like just normally would just get covered up and you move on easily like because of course like no shade but like look at like john galliano like he was talking anti-semitic stuff and still you know has been at margella for how many years now like they they sweep things under the rug like how many (laughs) Even we sh- it's examples. gotta be worse than yeah, just that's what that incident. The be. N-word bomb had to be like the, the <laughs> Yeah, the icing on the cake, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like he he has to be heinous. Yeah, and we still I don't know where he's excited. heading, but we do know that the replacement is gonna be uh Matthew Gla- uh what's his name? Blazy. Blazy there. Th- we can skip over this because I don't know who this man is. And quite <laughs> frankly, it's another white twink that they Yeah, and plus uh, I just brought him up because it, it this is what we thought was gonna happen. They weren't gonna have somebody creative. They're gonna have somebody that can like they could cog into. I really the... feel like they folded by not getting the Olsons. True, true. That would have been sickening. Yeah, but, but now I... we're gonna see what happens to Bottega. Are they gonna remain um, relevant? Relevant? Or are they gonna go back to the how they used to be? And if... interestingly, I I do think like so. Our theory was that the next creative director is just gonna riff off of what Daniel did. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna happen because they are getting rid of his work. Like this, like um, the essence sale is happening, and all of Bottega is on sale. There was like they found uh, Bottega items listed on like some. It was like J C Penny or like that some. Ass? Yes, Bottega is purging themselves let of Daniel. Go, let me go. Let me go. I have never. This is the time because yeah. it's like I've never seen Bottega on sale before. Huh? And then, but then do I want to support a racist? You're not supporting, supporting a racist because technically he's still not financially benefiting from that work. Yeah. I mean, he, like, I feel like the, he's going to find a new job somewhere mm-hmm. regardless. So I don't know. I feel like fuck it. Like people are like, oh, what are you going to do? Like all you niggas bought so much Bottega and it turns out to be racist. Okay, well, I still spent my niggardly money, <laughs> so like I'm going to wear it. Of the, of <laughs> what the fuck you want me to do? Burn it? Are you crazy? Like, like, I'm still going to wear it. Like, 
Yeah. I'm not gonna tag like new Bottega like you corny ass niggas, but <laughs> I spent my money on it. So what's up with that? Why are we tagging them like they gifted it to y'all? But Everybody want to be a fashion girl. Yeah, don't worry. That, fashion uh, if, if you guys see me tagging brands that didn't. Yeah, I definitely have. Sh- well, no, like, when yeah, the ne- when the N word news came out, I did untag every time I tag. <laughs> yeah. I went untagged because I was you, like, no, no, not no. Not you doing self PR. Let me do damage control right now, <laughs> so I don't get canceled five years down the line for this. Shock Shocking, shocking news. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That was hilarious. The fact that the fact I wish we were in studio for when the news (laughs) dropped. Are you kidding me? That is a that is a piece of sample size media news. If I had ever heard it, like, yeah, good stuff. Not good stuff. Terrible, (laughs) but very funny. Yeah, but you know how that goes. Uh, okay, next short update is gonna be mostly you because I did not participate in this. You talk about the House of Gucci. I was trying to. So on a on a docket, we were supposed to talk about the House of Gucci, but I didn't have. I've, we haven't had. The opportunity I have to not see. had the opportunity to yeah. see it. And then, Damn. And then I'm not. And so, like, I was excited when we did the episode because we did a lot of work. And My like, the favorite story episode. Is great. I love and then it. All these critiques are out saying, "Oh Ooh, no, this they were dry. B- it was bad. bad. It was bad." So it's just like. I'm going to go see it just because, like, I feel as though we have to go see it. And I want to be able to say, okay, yeah, they were right. It's horrible. Yes. But definitely it's going to be, uh, I don't even know. I'm yeah, probably going to have to do, like, a little TikTok because I don't think we're going to talk about our next, like, opening up no. in 2022. But, yeah, I'm okay. definitely going to see it. And I'm going to share my thoughts on some type of social media. So make yeah, sure you follow Yeah, the reviews us. were definitely less than stellar. Basically, everyone was like... The story doesn't make any sense. And the way they told it was extremely nonsensical. The acting, obviously, like wasn't great but honestly who was expecting like oscar worthy i think actually people uh, were expecting oscar worthy adam, adam driver, driver and they got um i was um scorsese P- uh pacino same person <laughs> <laughs> they're all italian okay, I, 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 uh, <laughs> what's his name uh uh what's his name shellac or oh, what's her name uh the white that's married to the gucci ceo um, uh, Summer Hayek. Yeah, Summer Hayek. She's in it. So like, yeah, they had we, a we, great. They have a great roster. So it's a. I, I am surprised that people. Per, for me personally, I knew Gaga was gonna camp it up. Like you could, you could tell. Like I, I was more su- surprised that they folded in terms of like the story structure because like we did the outline. It's a, it's a true crime story that literally lends itself to media they probably was overthinking it's a perfect story they're like you know we have to change this a little bit so it can resonate right tell the story just tell the story it's entertaining enough people are gonna like gravitate to like the real that's all i can say but (sighs) yeah disappointing but yeah i will be going because i do want to see the costumes and they might still win awards for costuming yeah I would not be surprised. Okay, so on to the new news topics. Uh, quickly, first we have Miss Cardigan Backyard again being announced as the creative director in residence at Playboy. All right, so I have thoughts on this. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're going to give a little synopsis. Yeah, let I, me yeah. let me give the, the the definition that I was provided thanks to TMZ. <laughs> Uh, So Cardi B will provide artistic direction with co-branded fashion, sexual awareness products, digital editorial content, and merchandise. She's also the founding creative director and founding member of the company's upcoming quote-unquote creative-led centerfold platform, which I think is just going to be like, from what I understand, it's kind of like a 
like a OnlyFans Patreon type mm-hmm. platform where creatives are going to be able to get paid directly for their work. Um which is great and fantastic. Uh, thoughts. All right, so I do have thoughts, right? Thoughts. Yeah. So initially, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense, right? In terms Cardi- of branding, I yeah, think it is perfect. perfect. That's what I'm trying to say, right? I'm like, perfect. oh yeah, Cardi, she has this sexual energy all the time. She's you the know, one out the two. Playboy is a little. Yeah. Everybody forgot about Playboy. You know, well, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. You know, so it's like. And Playboy is actually known for very good editorial content like there's like if i were to become like a professional writer that would be like one of my dream publications to write for but then i you know as a thing i'm like why don't they give opportunities to like people that are not famous right and like, yeah. i get it it's like you need like cardi star power to like kick off this pr campaign the name recognition you know so people and... like oh playboy they they're trying to do something yeah and if they start to do Excuse me. If they start to do well, you know, people are going to recognize uh, Cardi. And I'm sure, like, yeah. Cardi's going to have a team because, you know, she has all these sponsorships with, like, Pepsi, with Reebok. I will say Cardi is very good at, like, bringing in new artists mm-hmm. and, like, bringing in the community. Like, she does that a lot for, like, the rap girls. Like, she did, what was the Holly Berry uh boxer movie i think it's called bruised yeah. the whole soundtrack was like female rappers and that was executive produced by her so she is very good at like finding like new and like underrated creative talent and highlighting that mm-hmm. so yeah for that point i think it it's it's great like that she is appointed but there are like other instances of these brands making people creative directors where it's just like for example tiana taylor in the pretty little thing or the yeah whatever if it was pretty little thing if it was misguided they no, are owned by thing. the same company yeah, yeah so with that it's like i don't know about that too i don't know it's what just, are you what are you direct like what are you creative directing especially with company like for playboy magazine it's a magazine mm. that makes sense cardi is going to take like sex icons like sex coaches and stuff from like her experience like we'll see we'll see like honestly we're gonna see like ig girls on playboy which i love i've been saying for a long time like the claremont twins why are they not official playboy bunnies like Mm -hmm. to me that makes total sense and i feel like cardi is gonna bring that perspective to the magazine but i i mean i am kind of just tired of like the celebrity creative director yeah it just, but I, like, yeah, it's just, it's just that concept about like they need that marketing, they need that you know brand recognition versus yeah. actually putting somebody who's gonna do the work, and it's like then they're gonna get the credit because and her birthday party, well not this year, I think last year her birthday party was sponsored, sponsored. by Playboy, so this has been in the makings for a long but time. But I sure. will say that I have more faith in, in in Cardi based on what you like said because she is known to like try to support. If anyone's going to do yeah, it well, it's going to be her. And like Cardi, she's always vocal. You know, she she's never been a person, or well, at least to my knowledge, yeah. that will like steal credit, right? If if she makes sure that everybody <sighs> that... Wait, am I... No, I oh, agree. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think she's learned from the mistakes of Nimanash. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she is very clear in crediting yeah so that so that's gonna be dope but just tired of the big celebrity yeah so we can bring back this brand but because i feel like creative director is just it that word has turned into like influencer at large yeah like excuse me that that's what it is like when you see like mega influencers 
get like creative directions or like i curated this no they told you to sell like this line of clothing like they gave you like an official title to make it seem more than you just advertising for them but yeah yeah, we'll see um so yeah that's my thoughts on that um like yeah i don't want to bash it too much but i am i do i could never because that is my dream job the creative director of playboy like that is my dream job so i love to see uh someone like her take the take the homes so make sure you pay attention and we'll be paying attention and maybe we'll provide updates as we see i know at least we're gonna get some sickening editorial shoots so i'm excited for that yeah yeah so yeah Looking forward to it, kind of, kind of sort. Congratulations, <laughs> Congrats, Cardi B, yeah, and the B stands for bag. True. The B stands for brand. <laughs> so next on the socket, we have the British Fashion Awards, um, which arguably the best red carpet of the year. Did you get to look at the looks? Yeah, but the thing is, I looked at the looks when the, it was actually happening. It's been a while, but I do yeah. remember some of the looks, like and. I can't think of his model's name, but he's the black model. The guy he has like Alton, a, yeah, his, yeah, I Alton like what he had Mason. On. Yeah, I think that was the best guy outfit. Him between him and Billy he's Cole. always yeah, but, the best dressed. But yeah, that was my favorite outfit of the day, and I, you know, me I, a little surprised if you guys have every time there's like a, a red carpet show, uh-huh. I try to look at what is gonna be men's fashion because yeah. I always feel like as though women they're always gonna hold down. The carpet space that you know they have it's the most expected. fun, right? So it's just like, what can we do to live, 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 live and up um, men's fashion? And I think that's the crusade I want to be on. Like, what can we like? Men's fashion is a little bit boring, and this is a little bit off topic. It's like everybody makes fun of Gunner, but he's experimenting. I like that, right? Gunner is one of my favorite, like. I don't want to call him like a men's fashion icon, no, but like icon, but he he's on the way. That's what I'm to he's very much like he loves. You can tell like, yeah, all, his fits are like a little form. It's a lot. Of, no, no, not even. The, well, yes. Issues with the fit. too. I was going to say he is, takes a very like maximalist approach to fashion, which I kind of love. I just want it to be refined. And I feel like. The thing with him is, I don't know if he works with the stylist because you know a lot of rappers take pride in like, oh, no stylist. You 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 kind of need it. Yeah. You should have a stylist. And I think Gunna is one of those artists who really would benefit from a stylist because you can tell he already has ideas. Yeah. And like a stylist is just gonna take him to the next level and really refine that. So yeah, I I love Gunna. Yeah. yeah. The the poncho that he wore. Yeah, Louis v- yeah. Like I love like what like this nigga's wearing a poncho. Like I love that's Gunna so, so much. I don't know why he had it on his feet, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So so I say all that to say like I'm always paying attention to men's fashion or yeah. like red carpet events. And this um event was you know a little bit better than most events. Like I said uh. The model, I forget his name right away. Alton Maison. Yeah, and then um, Billy Porter had... On Richard Quinn. Yeah, and then... um, Yeah, so I definitely did like it. How about you? Um, Okay, so there was a lot... It was a British fashion... British British fashion award, so there was a lot of British designers. Everyone wore Richard Quinn, which I will talk about him more in depth later, but everyone wore Richard Quinn. I think the best Richard Quinn look is, I believe this girl's a TikToker, Bella Porch. She wore kind of the, uh, it's kind of like a puff, kind of like a teacuppy dress. Mm. I, I can only describe it as a very British silhouette. 
Um, and she kind of, she wore knee high or really thigh high Louboutins with it as well. I just really love the mix of like a cute princessy teacup silhouette with a leather or a latex or like a fetishy aspect Mm -hmm. that is like that's my sweet spot like fetish and then princess aesthetics love it Mm -hmm. and i think her styling worked really well with it a lot of people wore richard quinn and a lot of people got ate up in richard quinn because it is again like a very maximalist designer who was that girl that was like everybody was hype i'm like that is not a addison ray yeah addison ray okay yes Mm, why did she wear a gown i don't understand you're young richard quinn plays with youth a lot why would you wear like a full-length gown that does not fit you in the bus well like there are a lot of more whimsical was not fitted yeah i think we don't play into the fetishy aspects or kind of like the older british silhouettes if you're a young person play into kind of like the whimsical Mm -hmm. princessy like i think bella what Bella Porch was wearing would also work for Addison Rae because she is also like a TikToker and this dress like yeah. just aged her real, real bad. Um, yeah, so uh, just styling is so important too because there was like maybe seven or eight Richard Quinn looks and there's maybe one or two that I liked. Like, that was good. But the other person I will mention is Bimini Bamboulash. I'm sorry. What a I name. know. I know. What a I knew name. you were not gonna know. I knew you weren't gonna know who this what? is. I knew you were not. Bimini Bon Boulash. Bimini Bon Boulash. What a they name. are a drag queen that was on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two. <laughs> Literally, if you like, if you made Pamela Anderson a non-binary gymnast, mm-hmm. that is Bimini Bon Boulash. They wore like uh, I guess H and M is kind of working on like a higher end line because so because H and M brought Bimini Bamboulash and Kehlani mm-hmm. to the fashion awards, and I was just gagged. It's like this pink and purple, roughly. It almost looked like a sea urchin dress, and then the way because I feel like we see a lot of like drag queens and like queer icons on the red carpet now. Thank God, mm-hmm. the way they accessorize the hair and makeup to go with the outfits to me i just i'm always gonna give my tens to drag queens and queer people on the red carpet because they are the ones who fucking commit like if you're gonna wear a big ass sea urchin dress i better see some matching fucking bangs with like a weird ass cut like i just the way they styled it was perfection and you wouldn't have thought that it was an h&m dress i thought it was iris that's an h&m dress i thought that that was an iris van herpen dress yeah that's why i was like you win it, it, yeah, it's just H&M. That's wow. Obviously, like this, this H&M. Is this going to be expensive? Like more expensive I think than it's normal? a new line. I think it's going to be there, you know. Like mid-tier. Exactly. Because uh, Kehlani, I, don't, I did not like Kehlani's outfit, yeah, okay. but Kehlani also wore an H&M dress. Mm. Um, but yeah, they snapped. Yeah, but yeah, they definitely they snapped. snapped. I will say I'm not as a big a fan as the hair, and maybe that's just me not knowing yeah. everything. But everything else, yeah, definitely. It's it's the, everything is put together well. It just felt like a well. like a blast of, of like cold air. And for people who don't know how to spell Bimini Bomb, is B I M I N I. Oh, the girls know. Oh, you the only yeah, one. Maybe I'm just like, excuse, the, excuse me. <laughs> like I'm telling you, when oh, you when we get know. into so Jade and I are going to be covering uh, the new season of Drag Race mm-hmm. because. 
honestly drag race is the pinnacle of art fashion and comedy like i'm so sorry homophobes you lost (laughs) because they got it and especially in the uk for some reason the uk queens they be coming out swinging and getting like major modeling contracts like bimini walked for richard quinn isn't it the best it's such, so fun <laughs> to say though is just so fun bimini, bimini Bulash, perfect name that's crazy if i picked a stage name it would be something stupid it would be like bing bang bong like, like <laughs> bing bong. stupid stage name i love that uh yeah so those that that was my uh best looks i agree uh should we get into the awards quickly if you want i don't mind i, I don't remember, remember all of them but this was ju- I was so like i didn't i did not like, yeah i did not eat, pay attention to the awards i'm actually only bringing this up because it was brought to my attention by uh instagram and twitter user chaos Wintour. they basically point out the fact that all of the uh are these the nominations i should probably like should probably figure that out but the nominations for the leaders of change award were all men Mm -hmm. and the nominations for the leaders of change environment environment were all women and i i don't know i just like it's it just feels a little disingenuous to me that we are putting the responsibility of like environmental sustainability in the fashion industry on the shoulders of women designers when one if you look at this lineup like all of the men who are nominated for the leaders of change in creativity which one like creativity is questionable like no shade (laughs) kim jones is is in this category but they also design for huge conglomerate like brands that are owned by huge conglomerates that are primarily the more responsible people for like textile waste and all of these environmental issues we're facing while the women are like Stella McCartney has been fighting for you know sustainability and environmental awareness since before this was a thing in the public eye so it's like yes technically the women are the ones who are actually give a fuck about it but why are we not like holding the male designers feet to the fire a little bit more when it comes to, to like like we, we can't sit at a panel and like give someone an award for being environmentally sustainable when the designer next to them is a part of a conglomerate that encourages like overconsumption and overproduction and just it was it was very like interesting to see the cognitive dissidence that the industry still has yeah like you said i wasn't aware till you even like brought it up and that it doesn't even make sense that you can try to like just put gender on like you know maybe purposely unpurposely whatever but you definitely do have to put the heat on somebody's feet to like if they're going to be part of like the DRs, the right. LVMHs that are, you know, wasting all of this textile you, and not using the property, definitely. It needs to be a, a, a industry-wide and not just certain brands that becomes niche, right? Every I think I think yeah. smart, smart money is to like every brand has to become yeah. sustainable and environmental conscious because either, because honestly, that's, that, that's it. I, I, like 
people agree with like brand values and like that is becoming something that even Gen Zers are, you know, we care about the environment type thing. Yeah. So, My thing is like, yes, we should award the small businesses and designers and brands for making change. But like in the re in reality, like all they are able to do is to mitigate the harm that is already caused. And if we, are we're trying to find like if we keep trying to look for band-aids for you know textile waste and environmental change instead of actually addressing the root of the problem nothing is ever going to change and these are just going to be really just like vanity tokens you know that's what we do in most things most issues nobody really gets to the because a lot of things is easily solved but most people like to dance around it because it's going to mess up the status quo so yeah. who's going to be true disruptors and who's going to force that change is what we need to constantly try challenge brands and other you know people participating in yeah. the industry like fuck a most sustainable award where's the most wasteful award start shaming people Bring back shame. <laughs> we got to do an end of the year shameful. We got to start shaming people again because rewarding people for putting a bandaid on the issue is not going to be with the most bad fit. <laughs> oh well, That's gonna be so heat, though. we should. Do let's that. not get us ourselves blackmailed before we get on. Hey, you're gonna agree with it, so they're gonna hate it. Mm. You either step your weight. You gotta step your weight up. Don't get the, you know, because they what Holly Berry won both the Oscars and then that that Oscar the, the like opposite like worst actor. Like back in the day, the Razzies yeah, the or Razzie, the whatever, she won in yeah. The same year, so you know, look at her now. Duality, exactly. But we're gonna take a break here, and then we'll be right back. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, we're gonna get a little serious. Um, trigger warning: if you have, you know issues dealing with death and illnesses and kind of the darker things because we are going to be talking about the passing of Virgil Abloh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. On Sunday, November 28th, we learned that Virgil Abloh um, has passed after a long battle with cancer. He was diagnosed with cardiac anagoriscoma. Mm-hmm in 2019 and had been battling his condition privately and Virgil passed at 41 years old. So yeah, definitely sad just a little bit just when I first heard the news. Yeah. Like it just it felt up. like the world stopped. I think it, like you told like cuz Noel was the one that alerted me and it was like on a Sunday, right? Yeah. I think and it's just like I can't even focus on the rest of my day. It's just like and the thing is like I I wouldn't say like like Virgil like I is like like holds the biggest impact on me but still he's still iconic for his role in fashion and like what he yeah. did for people who into streetwear right which i am i'm a big you know that's mainly my style I, yeah i know more streetwear than i know high fashion i'm gonna go down kind of like yeah, the yeah, timeline of his career and then you know we'll give we our thoughts about. but <laughs> Yeah, so in 2009, Virgil starts interning at Fendi with Kanye after graduating with a civil engineering degree in 2002 from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I thought it was so cool that he was an engineer. Um, in 2011, he art directs Watch the Watch the Throne album cover, which was designed by Ricardo Tisci. All three of them remain very, very close friends. Um, and also receives a Grammy nomination for Best Album Packaging, which I think definitely deserved. It was extremely iconic. Great album, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of my favorites yeah. of all time. 
2012, he launches the iconic Pyrex Vision. Uh, basically, what he did is he purchased Deadstock Ralph Lauren flannel shirts for $40. And he infamously screen printed them with the word Pyrex and the number 23. They sell for $550 each. And I feel like that is just like the beginning of like the roller coaster <laughs> and like the beginning of like like i don't want to say virgil invented or virgil created st streetwear culture because of course streetwear has been a thing for forever but like modern streetwear culture as we know it would not exist without virgil and i feel like you're delusional if you deny that fact yeah um so in 2013 Pyrex closes and rebrands as Off-White. In 2014, uh, Virgil debuts Off-White Women's Wear at Paris Fashion Week. I remember that like show I don't remember it, distinctly because there was a uh, Bella Hadid closes show in a gray and yellow checkerboard gown. Um, I don't know why. I think that was like the first time like I saw Bella Hadid walk. Mm -hmm. So like that always like is in my memory. Um, in 2015, Virgil is a finalist for the LVMH Prize, loses to Simone Portier of Jacmus, which in retrospect, I'm sure he's going to get like all of the honorary, you know, awards. In 2018, he succeeds Kim Jones as the artistic director of Louis Vuitton menswear. His first show was... You remember his first yeah, show. I sure. uh, like Kanye crying at like the end. Woo, not my voice cracking. <laughs> Thinking about Kanye crying at the end of the runway, but it she was just real. like Yeah, it was like you got you got to see like the depth of their friendship. And I think that is just something beautiful to witness. Yeah, because that was a big moment, right? That was his first show. Kanye was the Louis eye. Vuitton Don. Exactly. If if we're being honest, Kanye thought it was going to be him. And I, I was literally about to allude to that because he he admitted it on the like the the um drink chaps episode. Like yeah. there was a little jealousy but at yeah. the same time he was happy for his friend, yeah. right? Because like that is a big moment regardless of how you feel about, you know, yeah. black people aspiring to like white spaces, but like something like that. Regardless. We, I never thought it was going to happen because. Regardless. We do, never yeah, thought. Yeah, exactly. Like we why never would, thought. Why would, you know, why would white people really, you know, give up And I feel power? like that, that was what was causing Kanye a lot of mental anguish too, is, is fighting in that, like we, like he put it in, um, what is the album? Uh, New Slaves. Oh, um, on that song, he's basically he's talking about him and Virgil. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. About his their their journey, really, about being accepted by the institution. So just being able to kind of see that release of all of their anxieties and struggles was it was something to behold, definitely. Um, so 2019, he launches the I IKEA collection. Um, which is when he starts, you know, not appearing as much in public and the collections, the off-white collections are not as frequent and they're not following the fashion calendar anymore. But like that Ikea collection, the grip that it had yeah, on, on the, these streets. Yeah, definitely street where if you, if you owned an apartment the, and wanted uh, to show that you were- The fucking fake grass yeah, uh, walk-in rug. Right. Yeah, uh, just the grip that it had on, on these streets. Oh, yeah, I hate my life. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I had, mm, keeping my personal opinions aside. Um, 2021, he sells off his stake of Off-White to LVMH. And, you know, yeah, it goes from there. 
So, so like the, so like a lot of things started making sense as we you know obviously put it together and you know he was doing this thing on his own terms yeah. as I believe you know anybody. Oh, and can I just say before yeah. we get into our personal feelings, can y'all fucking stop with the conspiracy theories about the last Louis Vuitton show and how oh so dumb ass motherfuckers and their conspiracy theories about oh they must have did something rude to him or they must have planned his death because look at the show how did they produce the show in two seconds can y'all just take a second and like rub your two brain cells together and think about the fact that this is a corporation and he was very aware of his condition he it seems like this is very much a, a situation where he was embracing the situation and obviously worked in collaboration with lvmh to produce this show this collection and the wonderful tribute so just stop being insensitive assholes looking for yeah. fucking yeah. controversy clicks and just shut the fuck up yeah. people okay. just feel like they're this. not part of everything or they're not aware shut of the fuck up oh my you god know, people are allowed to go through things and he did on his own time on his, on own, his own time and we spend so much time on social media talking about oh we're gonna move in silence and <laughs> but then when someone actually does it it's conspiracy theories and you know conjecture yeah. just shut the fuck up <laughs> I, we can I, go I back that. but yeah, yeah um what do i say it makes a lot of sense you know you know he started being like i was like even like putting some time and thinking about it I was like yeah we haven't seen him in the public spare as much as he was prior i mean yeah prior. i thought it was him just being busy so i thought it made sense but i also see that i thought we were it. gonna he was about to knock another lv collection at the park because if we're being honest the, the one last one right before was right? very good like there was <laughs> obviously editing but like to the core it like you can tell he was digging deep yeah, and, and and it made a lot of sense, especially when you think about how he was reflective of his background in yeah. that show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, now you start to put together he was, two and two. He was dropping the breadcrumbs. Yeah, so, like, you know, this is really an unfortunate moment. Um, Regardless of your thoughts on um Virgil, we yeah. are losing somebody that was iconic to fashion, first in streetwear, and then now in pilfering um high fashion and introducing high fashion to streetwear i remember yeah. searching up pyrex trying to buy some pyrex and then when i went on pyrex site it was showing off-white i'm like off-white was on? the first time i had consciously bought an item because a black designer because like i was thinking about it i was like no it, it wasn't telfar it was off-white i like i bought a pair of, i don't even remember i think it was the concords mm -hmm. the off-white concords that i had and i like saved up my money because i was like this is a black designer like i want to yeah and then you know him his collaborations with you know um nike and how you know the 10 regardless of what you want to say of the design, everybody forever. wanted the 10 you know that was now he has like other collaborations with nike and stuff and you know so definitely sad sad news when it broke and you know you know, hopefully people take the time to like reflect and continue. And I'm sure because he had friends with everybody in the industry, they're going to continue his legacy in many yes. ways. And, you know, it's going to inspire more black creatives to reach spots like, like LVMH. That's what we aspire to. But yeah, so it's just like, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. And like, it, it was a lot because like I have been like very vocally critical of Virgil's work. So in learning about his passing it really allowed me to like sit down and think about his impact outside of just specifically like producing collections and how i felt about that and just the fact that like 
I just I feel like in things like inclusivity and being like the first person to to do something, the first person over the hill always gets shot first. You know what I'm saying? Like the first person to break down those types of barriers is always going to face the harshest criticism from both the institution and the people, the group of people that he that they are representing. So I do think Virgil was like a victim of hyper visibility and hyper critiqued because he was representative of so many like dreams and ideas and that's an unfair pressure to put on one person who is in a capitalist institution Mm -hmm. like because at the end of the day like virgil was a fucking money maker you know like you can't take you can't like and and Unlike in these situations, that's how you measure success Mm -hmm. is how profitable you are. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like despite how anyone may think of him creatively, me talking to myself, (laughs) he needs to be given his flowers for showing that black designers can be wildly commercially successful. Because let's be honest, after the success of Off-White is when we started seeing all these other black designers and these black brands that we love finally get retail backing because he was the example they could point and say virgil did it so i can and what we're you know the black black fashion creators will forever be indebted to the work that he did and i don't want to like spend too much time on the segment but if you don't have anything else more to say um yeah rp virgil abloh yeah so we're going to take another quick break and then We'll be right back for the um, episode. And we're back, Noel. So do you want to yes. um, tell everybody what today's episode is going to be about? As you can tell by the title of, of this, this podcast. podcast, we are going to be just discussing the year. Uh, and um, wow, my mind just went <laughs> blank. I was like, uh, uh. It was just like low battery, couldn't. <laughs> I was like, yes, Mr. Low. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're talking about 2022. 2021. 2021. <laughs> you really need to Jeez. switch the batteries. <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Um, 2021, a year in review. I, I think I'm just overwhelmed mm. by the amount of just the amount of stuff that yeah, we've lived through. And the thing, too, is like, do you feel like this year was like it, a lot happened or a little happened? You know what it was? It was just like the same things kept happening again and again and <laughs> yeah. again and again. And like the way my brain works is like I notice patterns a lot. So when we originally wrote this outline, you had like outlined some main events. But then I went through and I was like, we have done podcast episode, like dedicated episodes to the Met Gala. We've talked about Telfar 200 times. I'm pretty sure we talked about Pierre Moss for three months straight. Like it just felt like a lot of repetitious events or like something would happen with one brand and it would happen again and again and again and again with others. Mm. So I would just say it was a very like repetitive year for me. Yeah, it was. Fashion was very repetitive this year. Like nothing, nothing really gagged me. That's a shoot. Um, just shoot the year a little bell. This was the year when we started to come back out. So like it wasn't yeah. like people were like trying to 
you know, they were trying to say, what's the new climate going to be like? And, yes. you know, so, you know, it, I, I can't understand it, but like, I was I was going to say, like, yeah, this year was, not, like, it seemed, it went by so quickly and, yeah. like, a lot of nothing happened. I feel. I feel like the repetitive nature was due to the fact that people are just trying to, like, find their footing again. So it just felt like, I don't, I don't know, like, just in terms of, like, I'm thinking of, like, red carpets and stylistically, we saw, like, a lot of the same decision making, a lot of the same brands. No one was really, like, pushing the boundaries. Everyone was just kind of, like, setting their base level. No problem. Yeah, I definitely agree. So then, um, yeah. So let's get this year in a review started. Um, okay. So as I said, uh, we are covering topics that we kind of haven't already covered on the podcast already. So we are going to be skipping over like the obvious things, like the Met Gala, obviously the Pierre Mascator show, and just collab culture in general. But since we did uh, cover all these extensively, please make sure to go back and listen to our thoughts and stuff from our previous and, episodes. And the episode notes it will show which topics, which yes. episodes. To yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Certain topics, in case you're peaked and say, "Oh, what did Tony and Noel talk about back in the day?" Trust us, we didn't know nothing. We still don't know. Nothing, so, right, don't expect the information to be accurate <laughs> yeah, or anything like just, that. But know that we have fun. Don't expect the audio to be great. <laughs> just don't expect much from us. We're learning. Okay? We're learning. So don't judge us yet. But don't worry. Like we said, 2022, we're really gonna come with Avengers. So, yes. but before we can get to 2022, we have to finish 2021. Because that's how time works. So of course, that's why we wanted to, you know, look back and be reflective, especially at this holiday period. Of course, we're going to start out with the most obvious. Who was your favorite designer of the year? So I put a lot of thought into this and like I was trying not to give a basic answer, but I really, I, to me, at least I think my favorite designer this year was Demna. Yes. Um, and I think also part of it is because recently I watched a documentary on Cristobal Balenciaga and like mm -hmm. just his. What was the name of the doc? It was on YouTube and I don't remember the name of the. I think okay. it was like. Good old like, YouTube doc. Yeah. It was like one of those random YouTube. Someone the ripped fact. it yeah. and then put it on YouTube. I don't even think they ripped it. Like they made it and it's just like a YouTube video. I just, oh, like yeah. a video essay yeah, that yeah, they did. Yeah, oh, yeah. good so, stuff. So they talked about Cristobal. I'm like, because, you know. There's no secret that I'm not really familiar with high fashion, so I, I'm trying to learn. Next and year, every time you say that, you have to Venmo me five dollars, <laughs> cash up me five dollars. Uh, I don't know if I have that much money because I'm going to say. Well, it then you better stop saying it. Until I'm a pro, but yeah, that's. I mean, like, this is no secret, but yeah. So I'm, I was intrigued, and it was like, you know, I was watching. I'm like, yo, Cristobal is not. Let me not spend too much time on Cristobal, but no, go off. Yeah. If, if you like Cristobal, we're here for your growth. We're no, here for your yeah, fashion like, education. You know, he wasn't. He didn't want to be in the spotlight as much. I'm like, I relate to that. But mm -hmm. he was still some fun. Like everybody was like, "Yeah, he he was that nigga." Like he, everybody was like, yeah. uh, Chanel was like, "Is it's Crystal's world, and we're all playing." I don't know if that was she or Chanel or Dior, but one of one um one of the people said it's he had Christabel. respect from all of like the heads of yeah, the heritage. Like, brands. Everybody's doing like Crystal's doing hot couture. Everybody just playing catch up. Essentially, was a quote. So yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, this nigga was really fire." And then he just stopped because he didn't want to do um hot couture anymore. And then that. Now I understood why it was such a big deal when they came back when it this came year. Back. So, and I was looking at back at back of that show. I'm like, yes, it was a lot of looks, and you know, because what we said was it needed to be um, edited yeah, a little bit. I think, but I, out of all of like the collections that we reviewed and talked about, that's probably the one that I have changed my opinion the most on. Yeah, in it was a good collection. It I'm was like, even in the extremely pedestrian looks. Now that I think about like the fact that 
Cristobal was like he wasn't a pedestrian person but he wasn't enamored with the fame and stuff I think including pedestrian looks that were created in the traditional ways of like Okator it makes sense yeah I don't want to see Ashen Wash denim in a couture collection still but it makes sense yeah so like I gained it like you were just saying I gained a new appreciation for that show that the 50th this year and and just just looking at um Demna and like just Balenciaga and all the noise they've been making and trying to relate to Gen Z is like they're they have some interesting ideas brewing on their side and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, so I'm, like to me Balenciaga Demna I think they won the year because how much they were in the space and if yeah. you want to get into the business of it I just heard something that they were like one of the only brands to be to be profitable in 2021 compared to everybody losing money. Yeah, so that, so really? That's, yeah, so that's Do you know true. who else was on that list? Because I would Balenci- guess... Just Balenciaga. Everybody I was going to Balenci and Bottega. Maybe, they, they didn't say Balen- they didn't say either or, but yeah. I know... Like, they were the only one, yeah, one so, of the few. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's very, you know, so that speaks to what? all the noise um, they were making this year. They- because, like, you know, uh, I guess this was more like, uh, one or two years ago, Balenciaga was doing like heavy, just straight up like streetwear parody work, yeah, the Bernie, Bernie stuff Sanders. and the Visa stuff. Mm-hmm. Are they counting? St- I'm like, what did they sell? Because I feel like Balenciaga, Balenciaga stopped or stepped back on the streetwear kind of stuff. So unless like the fucking uh, Balenciaga Fortnite club really was like doing numbers, I'm like, what? was the True. popular retail was product yeah I, I don't remember or looked into it deeply they have the hourglass bag which is extremely popular wait wait, wait, wait. so now that i think about how did that even make sense maybe it's just money money laundering <laughs> it's not i mean it's not of course there's like high-end clients yeah. and stuff for people who are actually like ordering custom pieces or whatever but like i'm talking just in no, terms of like yeah, what, when what we is, talk about it we talk in terms of like accessories leather goods and footwear because point. that is like what, what sells, yeah. yeah for us as consumers that's what we relate to i'm trying to think like what yeah, i'll have to look into it because that's a good point the hourglass bag is really popular the gucci we're seeing that collaboration yeah, um, oh them fucking sneakers yeah. i forgot about that I'm trying to think what are the sneakers I like. them chunky monkey the triple track S? the triple s's and the track ones and twos and threes. Oh yeah, like that. I like forgot. A6. Balenciaga had the had scammer footwear. Yeah, so on they, lock. Yeah, so they definitely were moving units, and you know, not to spend too much time on this because we have so much to talk about. But yes, no, valid. Damn, is was my winner in design of the year and Balenciaga umbrella. Yeah, I do, Yeah, for sure, they're up there. Uh, top five, not three for me. Yeah. For me, I had a tie indecisive libra um (laughs) mine was either richard quinn or christopher john rogers Mm -hmm. um and both for the reason of i kind of feel like i've spent a lot of time researching what i want my wardrobe and personal style to be researching as in the the people who I want to wear don't make my size yet. So like when I'm that size, that's what I'm going to wear type research. But I've kind of identified, (laughs) well, just being completely transparent, but I've kind of identified that I, my personal style is, is always going to be like traditional, very girly feminine silhouettes with kind of like a dark twist. And like we talked about with Richard Quinn, Mm, love, 
obsessed. Also, honorable mention, Simone Rocha. She doesn't do as much of like the fetishy twist, but it is her outfits are just like very like princess, like fairy tale fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, and she had a really great H&M collaboration as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then Richard or Richard Quinn, Christopher John Rogers does not have much of like a dark twist, but I think he has such like a modern and kind of eclectic approach to classic Hollywood glamour that I like. It's basically like Hollywood glamour, but rainbow clown, which I love. It's because he he doesn't shy away from colors. He doesn't shy away from wild shapes, but it's all like tailored to perfection. And I love his work with Adele. Mm. She was wearing the white Christopher John Rogers suit for her Oprah interview. Mm -hmm. Snatched. Oh, that's yeah, my other thing. Businesswoman, sexy businesswoman, and, down. And, and even love in it. the beginning of the year, during like the president when um, Joe Biden was. Hello, exactly. CJR being warned. Christopher there. John Rogers has like emerged to a level of like stardom and respect that I, it's so beautiful to see and to see to see a black designer doing like grand work mm -hmm. and like fantasy, very like whimsical work makes me really happy. So yeah, Richard Quinner, Christopher John Rogers, but me. Yeah, those are both your identities. <laughs> Down! Like, yeah. oh God, don't let me get no fucking money. I'm wearing latex gloves every single day. Latex gloves. Latex gloves okay. and then... Okay, killer. Cupcake. <laughs> well, but like latex gloves and like cupcake dresses. Okay. Love it. Obsessed. Yeah. Um, so we have Jaden's designer of the year. Uh, Which is no secret if you really paid attention. No secret uh, <laughs> is Daniel Roseberry of Scaparelli. Yes. Scaparelli, Scaparelli. Oh. I, that was going to be my one, my first, but then I saw him write it on the outline first and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> got, got me. Got me, gal. Um, but yeah. yeah. Listen to the last episode for Jada's feelings about Scaparelli. <laughs> Most definitely. Okay, so moving on to the next category favorite fashion moment of the year and i feel like you should go first mm -hmm. um so it's no specific moment for me but what i did it, like what i enjoy or it's more so a collection of moments that i'm going to like roll up into one moment mm -hmm. what i really enjoyed about 2021 and is it, this was an excellent year for sneaker collaborations, you know, I'm a sneakerhead, you know, mm -hmm. I like to... I bought a pair of sneakers this year. Congratulations to you. Thank you. You know, we always got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. I told myself I wasn't going to buy as many sneakers, that many sneakers this year. You know, unfortunately, I caved a couple mm -hmm. times. But um, just in general, this was a great year for um, sneaker collaborations. Like some sneaker collaborations that came out this year was the Nike and Sakai Vapor Waffles. Like, aim Leon Dior versus... All a new balance essentially because he's. I got one of those because he's a creative director there. If so, you want to buy a size seven, hit my DMs. So it's different. So it's different like models that became you know more you know five fifties and that's the chunky one that, that has infiltrated the marketplace now. Everybody has become more acceptable to wear New Balances. I mean, yeah, new, new Balances were always you know. A Wasn't niche. that like a DMV thing? Yeah, DMV. Yeah, they started. Philly it. folks were a New Balance a lot, but now it's becoming more into the, you know. Because they want to lean into like the preppy, you know, style. Or what is the the like um, home goods core? 
Nope. Good cores. What? REI core. REI core. Outdoorsy core. You know the the the. Oh, is this like a a group of people? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yeah, the the okay. aesthetic of dressing like you're an outdoorsy door person. Person, yeah. like yeah. I feel like exactly. they feed very into that. Yeah, which was like a huge thing for men's fashion this year. Yeah, exactly. We have like the Salim um Beher, I forget his last name, but like the sneaker designer that he, you know he's the one that's about to release a collab with Crocs. Even though he's not, he works for New. Has Which his, we could do a whole episode on that because that rollout. Yeah, there's something suspicious. Going on, something going on there. Suspicious. We watching you, Croc. Because the hype is like Croc overwhelming. Croc. Like, I'm actually kind of surprised because like I'm, when they release, I don't even know the release date. But Croc. when they release, they're gonna list that man on your website before <laughs> I throw a fucking fit. Yeah, let's not talk about that because there's something. Because y'all doing my man's shady, shady going on there. Dirty, shady. There's. Okay, no. Can we talk about it? Because yeah, we, there's no way a, a a shoe release that is that hyped. That's like, the, the the marketing and branding responsibility is being put on the featured artist. That is sick. Cause and shout out to Shelby. I forgot her name, but Chris icon Evans. legend star IV, Shelby mm, on on Twitter. Black Fashion Twitter, who pointed it out. Yeah. Cause this shit is not adding up at all. Like. I don't get it because I, I truly believe it's like it's gonna be one of the biggest drops for them. Like they're they're doing even more for like Burberry. Collab one hundred and one yeah. is me as the artist. I am bringing my intellectual property, and you as the corporation are bringing the machine. The, the dollars exactly. <laughs> so why am I doing the legwork for the shit that work. should be your responsibility? And then if it fails, which it's not, but if it were to fail or not do its perform, they're gonna well, put the blame in. To be honest. All we've seen of that collaboration is homeboy holding that damn croc, okay? And 20 pictures of that. We have not seen that on nobody's feet. Yeah. None of the fashion boys have gotten it. Like, I mean, we some, haven't seen... I think some people have gotten it. I don't know who... Very limited yeah. PR drops compared to, like, if you compare it to... I mean, it's not really comparable, but, like, a Nike-Travis Scott collaboration yeah. where basically all of L.A. Cardi Reebok, where every you know person with over twenty k followers has a big ass box. Obviously, they're not going to do a rollout like that because he's not a celebrity, but his name holds a ton of weight. Uh, yeah, he's a like if you're a designer in terms of like sneakers and you're into sneakers, you know him. You know, like because he's like done some shit. But yeah, yeah, and I, I'm actually looking forward to that too. But it's I like hope I could get my hands on. That's I feel bad because so they he, they he has been teasing it for so long and there's been no action to the yeah. point where I'm like, you know damn well them Shein factories already got them ready to go <laughs> in 20 them. different colors. They might release them before he does. That's what I'm, I'm so scared <laughs> that honestly I'm sure they're on AliExpress already. Yeah. I'm sure they're on AliExpress. But like you need to you croc needs to start producing them before the knockoffs really before some kid does a tiktok on it yeah. and then it's clipped for you yeah, because let one tiktok of a knockoff go viral and then sh all your plans are shattered because you failed to market and manufacture this shit properly stop playing with black creatives i don't i don't get it that's not that's a, that actually just pisses yeah, me off so yeah, bad saying, you, that, that energy <laughs> but, like, I, was so bad. I was thinking about it that just energy, like, no like, because I, I do think that like we that was we talked about collabs a lot but we did not talk about that how yes collabs are the the standard in the industry but not all artists are being treated and, the same and funny enough it, it, it leads into another point i was going to bring up about like sneaker collaborations because of all yeah. these collaborations and just like 
there are two things that really came to mind when I was like, when I was thinking about the sneakers collaborations. Like, one, how good is it in terms of for brand consideration and awareness? I think it's so, at this point, it's mainly for brand awareness because at that, because even some sneakers that like brand awareness really, for the sneaker company or no, the artist I, for the for the like oh, the okay yeah, collab, yeah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah. the Sakai the vapor waffles like everybody wants them but are people really look into like Sakai's brand and like how they were if they weren't when that's actually how I found out about them okay between well okay so, so I. Actually, let me. Now that I think about it, I didn't look at them you until didn't. they did the collaboration with Jean Paul Gaultier. Uh-huh. Because to me, I was I was like, I don't know who Saki is, <laughs> but then I saw the collaboration. It was a clothing designer to or an artist to a clothing designer, and mm. for me, that like I don't know why that makes more sense. Mm. I assumed that it just be niggas and snapbacks that are no, designing no, shoes. No, 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 some like ambush there, like I high know. Fashion. I love it. I, yeah. I love so, uh, Yoon. So, and that was the question. Right. I'm like me personally, and I can only speak for me when I see these names some brands i don't really look into like even with aim leon um i didn't look into them it's just that okay is that how you pronounce that it's french so aim m like jetum like I i'm like. so glad i've never attempted to say that name on my yeah. but yeah um so i say all that to say is like i don't know how much um brand awareness or consideration it does when you collab and how much yeah. like we know that these brands are especially just using especially if the marketing for the rollout does not put the <laughs> artist crocs yeah well especially <laughs> if the marketing for the rollout does not put the designer or the artist at the forefront i don't think it necessarily benefits them exactly and then i just lost my second point um margella reebok no 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 like I, I didn't write it down because I was thinking about it, but um, we were talking about it. But forget it. Just the main point is I really was considering how much brand consideration goes into helping out, you know, all these collabs because it's just like more so on the conglomerate using the brand. So that's my that's my event, and I'm gonna wrap it up there. How about you, Miss Noel? Okay, well, I will just be channeling the spirit of Jaden um, because his favorite event from the year was the opening of the Terry Mugler Couturismi Couturismi exhibit at the end of Paris Fashion Week and this was when Cardigan Backyardigan wore the I'm sorry I saw someone on TikTok call her that and I can't stop and this is Cardi B that you're talking about yes Cardigan Backyardigan (laughs) is so funny funny. Cardi B wore that that's all the alliteration today I love it (laughs) that's why none of my friends I don't ever call like my friends by their names like it's always their nicknames um but cardigan yeah, back, cardigan, go ahead. Cardigan back. Oh, so cardigan backyardian is basically like the Mugler girl, yeah, which right life. I love that. Uh, Terry Mugler posted uh, like a plus size burlesque showgirl on his Instagram this morning. And I lit- I was so happy because and it's 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 kind of sad but like whenever like a designer acknowledges like a black or brown girl or like a fat girl it just makes me really happy especially when it's like one of my favorite designers because it's like oh okay like i can i can purchase and enjoy your work without the the lingering thought that you hate my existence um but yes, this was definitely a huge event in terms of just fashion history and being able to preserve and observe. And like this is in Paris. This, this is in Paris. Okay. We are tra- uh, planning a company trip to Paris. To Paris. This to- is the company pays for it. The company <laughs> will have a discussion about it, but 
really it, i mean we can expense it because yeah, it really is just gonna be you know we can post the vlog of like me crying at the exhibit and i guess that will count as you know content um but it was just really beautiful to see a lot of the icons from the 80s and 90s like uh madame deborah shaw who is one of my favorite favorite models from the 80s who is completely underrated um kind of get their flowers and be able to like wear the garments that they wore mm -hmm. and and kind of because i feel like terry mcglair is like one of those designers and specifically the photos from his runway shows are kind of like the backbone of fashion tumblr and fashion twitter like the like there's not a single fashion blog on the internet that does not have archived pictures of his couture shows on it so to see those models and like the stylists and the people who worked behind the scenes for such important moments get like kind of their flowers and their recognition was fantastic um of course manfred looked amazing he was wearing like a neoprene suit with like like a silver body armor it was ridiculous he looked like a robot i love him so much um he did release an interview with wwd with some interesting quotes um one of which he indicated that he was open to returning to the world of design because you know he's retired currently and lives in germany um and i he he basically was like yeah i'm considering it and i feel like there's a good chance he is gonna come back because i don't think he really likes current mugler mm -hmm. like he's never said anything about it publicly but like anytime someone like tags casey caldwater in like a vintage mugler look or like vice versa he'll be like nope actually i designed that not him it was me give me the credit yes. and like honestly t because if I was Manfred and I saw like what Casey Caldwater has like done with Mugler, not in terms of like the designs are bad, but like everyone thinks Mugler is Casey Caldwater's Mugler now, except for like fashion nerds. So I probably would feel a way too. Um, so yeah, excited for our king possibly how coming that, back to fashion. Like, um, excuse me, um, I'm back. So yeah, you can go. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know what's interesting? Mugler has had a ton of other creative directors besides Casey Caldwater. I think Casey Caldwater is just the first one who, if and I hate to admit it, but he, 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 no, he brought Mugler back. Okay. Like, like there's a reason why you don't hear about the other creative directors oh, mm -hmm. of Mugler. And it's because honestly, like those collections did not have as much of an impact. So Casey really brought back Mugler to, the public conscious mm -hmm. and i think now terry is kind of like okay my brand is back and all these people love like archive fashion now and everyone's pulling my old corsets and shit maybe it is time for you know a reemergence. and i'm praying that if he does do that he does not pull like a jpg and come back watered down and boring that would break my heart mm -hmm. um but we will see also i would love i would love to read this quote from my problematic phrase um and this is about cardigan backyard again cardi b is extremely sophisticated in her own way she really takes it to the max she has pushed the sexy ghetto girl aesthetic with the fake nails and the body language is just extraordinary yeah I love him. i'm sorry <laughs> it's problematic but 
it's, it's definitely a problematic statement. But I see where you're trying to. It me up. It was so funny. It was so funny because. It's like, you know, if it was like an American designer, they would say it, but they would say urban <laughs> instead of ghetto. Sure. But because he's uh, he's German, there's like no like it's lost in translation. And like German people are, are actually just like very like direct yeah, and good. forward. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Like he could call me a sexy ghetto girl any day and I would not give yeah. a fuck. I mean, what he's saying is true. So you can't. Uh, that's one thing, but and it's just, something that she would say herself. Yeah, that's what, it's just like so, it's, it's crazy. It sounds crazy coming from a white person. Listen, but the, the, there is very true in what it is. I think, like what I said, what Cardi B does well is being beauty. herself and making that you know, like doing high fashion, but doing it in like it's, always making sure Bron- like I can I can never forget that Cardi B's from the Bronx like she doesn't never. try to act different no matter how I feel about her or her music yeah. I will stand and root for her regardless regardless yeah cause she doesn't like try to like oh, cause the odds really were against her I'm in this I'm in this realm now let me try to act like a Kim K or let me try yeah. to act like something like no she's like oh I'm gonna wear a Mooglier and then I'm just gonna still and it's like be who I am. There are like she's a fashion girl, but she's a fashion girl in the way that like you can tell she really loved Gaga. Like sh- she's theatrical and she takes it to the extremes. And I feel like Manfred, regardless of like not being able to have like the language to express that, respects women who take it to the extreme. And like you know, you know my body. Like I just love all extreme villainous, sexy, evil women. Mm. So I'm so excited to see what uh mr manfred does and i hope cardi b is included yep so definitely looking for that and remember when he does come we called it first so i'm so i oh my god and i did not realize that he made burlesque costumes for like plus size women like the lady that i saw yes she was like doing i think that the costume was vintage she was it was a video from one of her recent shows Mm And it, was, it looked like a fucking theater she was performing at. And she was like a big woman. She was like a size 18 in a fucking Mugler, like a vintage Mugler cat suit, embellish everything. It's just so nice when you see people like care about other I bodies. I wanted to cry. Like I wanted to cry because I have never seen his work on a bigger woman before. And it was just like, what? <laughs> this exi- That means that there are other, there are other size 16 Mugler corsets out there somewhere and I will die finding them. Right, right, right. That's going to be my, I'm honestly, I'm quitting sample size media uh, in 2022 and I'm so, moving uh, to Germany to go right. find <laughs> wherever the fuck those corsets are. I mean, at least we have somewhere to stay in Germany, right? That's all, you know, all we need right. to Right, Guten Tag. <laughs> Guten Tag. I don't know what that means. Like I know. Hello? It, I, oh, is it? Is it? That's what I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let but, me know if that was a slur. <laughs> oh, time you just called us a nigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they got plenty of other words for that in Germany. <laughs> it probably is nigger. But um, yeah. So really, that that ends like us looking back at 2021, and yeah. you know, we feel as though to really cap off, you know, a year in review, you always have to look for as well. At least when you're being cheesy, and we are gonna stick to being cheesy. We're gonna um, do one 2022 trend. Yeah, because it really does encapsulate what we you know, what we notice and what we think fashion is moving towards. Yeah. And and it's very unique. And, you know, I'm interested to see how this plays out because regardless of what you think about when you hear it, 
it's here to stay. And yeah. this is just the world now. And you're going to know what we're talking about. So, Noel, please uh, take the suspense away. And what is this big trend <laughs> that 2022 that we want to, you know. Well, just... I'll tell you what. It's not. It's not REI core. <laughs> Definitely not. It it's, is. It's not even this real world. Yeah. <laughs> We know it's not going to be REI core because it is actually going to be the metaverse mindset. According to BOF, we are going digital um, in their state of fashion for 2022 reports. And this is quoting directly from the report, which we will link in the show notes. As consumers spend more time online and the hype around the metaverse continues to cascade into virtual goods, fashion leaders will unlock new ways of engaging with high value younger cohorts to capture untapped value streams. Players should explore the potential of non fungible tokens, gaming and virtual fashion, all of which offer fresh routes to creativity, community building and commerce. So, Let's talk about what the metaverse is quickly. Yeah. If you guys um, haven't been paying attention, though, pretty much metaverse is like the web 3.0. Yes. Essentially, it's this view that everything we're going to be doing moving forward is going to be based on internet and us trying to control the internet versus having like a central yeah. um, governing body that's going to control the internet. And part of the metaverse has to do with NFTs. The metaverse. I mean, metaverse. <laughs> has to do with uh, NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens that are unique codes that allow us to own different parts of different things. Yes. You know, and and metaverse, while it's a word and it's a buzzword that you're going to hear a lot, it's still shaping out to be something, right? We don't know exactly how it's going to be, but the idea essentially is that, you know, we're going to, it's going to be different er versions of the metaverse. It's going to be like, a, you know, uh, uh, you wear goggles to be, you know, maybe you're in a meeting. VR headset. Exactly. VR and... headsets to like experience, like, you know, you walking down the street or like. Kind know. of like also. Okay. So the, the big right now, the big, like biggest metaverse platform is Decentraland, which in l the most basic of layman terms is basically like fucking Sims online, but yeah. you pay for everything in cryptocurrency mm -hmm. and, in theory, you can purchase digital land, which if this theory of everything moving towards, you know, digitalization is true, in theory, that digital land will Sorry. appreciate and value yeah. over time. Very. Yeah. Actually, that was a great overview. No, no, that was a great top level view. And, you know. <laughs> A lot of people, there's a lot of Well, skeptics. let me, before you go yeah. into that, let me actually just follow up with this news thing. This news thing, this hot news off the press. Um, last week, Metaverse's group parent company, company Token.com, they do crypto shit, announced that 116 parcel, it, well, let me say this again. Last week, Metaverse Group's parent company, Token.com, announced that a 116 parcel estate in the heart of the Fashion Street District within Decentraland sold for the equivalent of $2.5 million, which is 618,000 mana, which is like their in-game mm -hmm. currency, which I know where it's it's technically like cryptocurrency. I'm going to call it in-game currency because it this all 
to me feels very much like a game. It's definitely game of five. Um, so in theory, so player ready twenty one or whatever. Show, yes, ready. which when I was looking at articles trying to like explain like what the metaverse is, they were saying Ready Player One is the best visual exactly. example exactly. of what's going to occur allegedly. Yeah. So in theory, whoever has this uh chunk of land in this digital world, um bought the rights to like the GPS coordinate. So if XYZ fashion company wants to sell ads at that location, they will get a cut. Or if XYZ, like, so if, you know, Gucci wants to set up a virtual store where you can buy JPEGs of Gucci clothes on or, Fashion Street, they will have to pay rent to the person who owns Fashion Street in Decentraland. Or even it could work like you buy something digital that turns into something that you can redeem physical, right? When it's that like is you, a big if. We like these applications are all in theory. Yeah. We have yet to see it in practice, but this person purchasing Fashion Street was huge news for the industry because I feel like it kind of galvanized companies to realize like, oh shit, we need to jump into this metaverse thing and claim our intellectual properties immediately because people who are already invested in this future are going to be buying up literally everything with the mindset of I'm going to flip it later. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking. Like I've been in like funny, even I'm not gonna hold this, you. I got some ETH uh, addresses. To somebody send you some ETH coins from a no from a major publication. I bought the the oh, the address oh, oh for oh. for a major oh. fashion publication because they dun, didn't dun. buy it yet. So I bought that bitch for twenty dollars or for no for two hundred dollars. Not sh- sh- Vogue. If you want your fucking address, come hit me, bitch. I got You're it. About to be on ransom. No, I'm gonna get assassinated. <laughs> God forbid, don't do that. If I disappeared next week, it was uh, who's the publishing? Uh, Conde Nast. Conde Nast. It was Conde Nast. If I disappear next week, it was Conde Nast. I might cut this just so we can save your health. Uh, well, well, no, 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 I'm, I'm just um, saying. I like listen, listen. Because eventually you gonna need that Ethereum address, baby. Yeah. Eventually you nah, need this that is, this, like, address. Like, like. I, it's easy to be skeptical about the metaverse. You know, you hear like uh, Facebook group is changing name to Meta and all these different. But honestly, truly, I want to implore whoever's listening to really take a look into it and, and think of it as something that's going to be serious. Because the switch is going to be like that. And, this, and because people are starting yeah. to not know what's going to happen. If you're like in a mindset of how can I come up with this? This is the time to like figure out, okay... I yeah. um I can do something and like Noel said, it's gonna cost her what two hundred and if and, and if Vogue comes like yeah we need that eighth of joints we're not getting guess lo- what I own it and it's minted <laughs> on the Ethereum blockchain exactly. bitch no, no. but the point is like yes you can it's definitely money to be made you just have to be smart you don't have to, you don't just just don't you know buy anything because somebody's telling you to buy it do your own research yeah I know I I I intentionally looked at the process of buying ethereum addresses because that is going to be the next money flip because all of this is built on the 
Ethereum blockchain. And it's funny enough, I'm sorry, this is a random note. I was just talking to like my boss at my job and he was talking about all his NFTs that he owned. He bought like an NFT racehorse. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so like you weird and unique it's just like because he was explaining to me i'm like i can see the application i'm like because yeah. in, in real life you have to like train rain horses mm-hmm. and he's like you have to do the same thing online and it's like you, you know, have to tra- ch- wait what yes you have to like you know feed your horse feed it what it's it's <laughs> then, code yeah it, but that's what i trying to say but by doing that you're building the code to recognize your horse is a better horse so that when you race in different races because there are different races yes that it was and there's there's a lot of what I'm just realizing is there's a fuck ton of gaming applications so much in a, for like, cryptocurrency and on all these blockchains and like on it yeah, like you see me, you see what gaming has done over the last couple like look at Twitch yeah exactly like so it, the fact that like to me I brought this up as this is going to be a something serious like there's validity to this not only because like bof is acknowledging it but if you look at how many corporations are immediately throwing themselves into nft and metaverse projects there's a reason they are not like they are literally analysts and statisticians who are hired to project where Mm. we are going as a society in 10 years and they would not have invested into these projects unless this is going to be an actionable change for the future so like not even to sound shilly and shit and like to give you like anxiety about the future but like do your Googles, definitely. try to get in at the ground floor. It's not too late to yeah, like invest in cryptocurrency. You're very early. You still. are a early. Ad- if you bought your first, you know, fraction of a Bitcoin today, you are still an early, early investor. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. So and people really think that Bitcoin is going to go to like millions and billions for one coin, by the way, one coin. So yeah, you do your, um, your work. So I well. saw a girl who was, who was, she's, she built the first like art gallery in decentraland and was like a black woman and it would just made me so happy I need to look into decentraland yeah, uh, yeah to me and i think the benefit of it it visually it looks like the sims yeah like it's 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 clunky and i think there's obviously like like reasons and like programming reasons as to why but it's very like easy to like understand and, and adopt and stuff mm-hmm. um but you do you do need like a hard crypto wallet as well and stuff um but on the going along with like the thought of like companies that are kind of backing this shift and this push towards uh digital we did take note of uh one one brand in particular who has really been pushing collaborations into that was alluding to earlier yeah into more of like the digital space as opposed to traditionally collaborations between other designers or artists and of course that is Yep, they had collaborations with Fortnite, with The Simpsons. So they're definitely trying to explore how this is going to look for them. Yeah, we think that they are going to be the one uh, brand who really does leverage digital, digital spaces in this shift really efficiently. Because if you look at like even their collections and their presentations from the last year, they have all been very 
digital and cyber like reality even like matrix focused yeah the the what the men's the the fall 21 men's line was that last year when it was like yeah all of that rollout was kind of like the digital matrix scanny and you could like play uh balenciaga like video game with like the models as like the avatars and stuff so i think that like especially with the the reaction to the Simpsons collaboration and the Fortnite collaboration, it got a lot of pushback. Yeah, I was gonna say they got a lot of flack. Yeah, because it, it like it's it. People don't understand it. For Balenciaga to be collaborating with the Simpsons, what well, actually isn't that surprising because there are a lot of designers who have done that in the past. But for Balenciaga to be collaborating with Fortnite, I feel like fashion people were like up in arms about it like oh this is like you might as well spit on cristobal's grave (laughs) like it's so terrible but if you think about it fortnite is kind of like the the starter drug to normalizing the metaverse like the fact that it has expanded into everything like it's not just some stupid little game anymore the clue the clue to what's going to happen in the future is look at what the kids are into now look at what kids love roblox roblox is another application of how you can visualize what the meta voice meta meta voice meta Meta voice yeah metaverse is is like kids love it you get to build games on it and you spend tens and tens of hours on it and you never leave your house yeah um it does make me sad the the future but i feel as though it that that you know depressing aspect is a little bit overblown and we're still gonna be based in physical space yeah the face it we're becoming overpopulated as a um continent that's why niggas trying to build rockets to go to mars and shit yeah so another way that is more affordable than going to mars is to go into a digital space yeah and And it does it does make me kind of sad because if we look at this like on a higher like like on what is it psychology sociology human human evolution level um it's like we're we're using this technology to like build another fucking advertising platform if we're being honest Honestly. like that's what it is we're building <laughs> we're building virtual space for more billboards so about it, if exactly we if we're be, it's, they do not care about innovation they do not care about that they care about okay people know. are exhausted with seeing ads on social media let's take this shit one step deeper mm. but i don't it's just we'll see yeah we'll see that's, that's all we can do is is but I'll I tell d- you now, it's definitely the future, and we just have to. It's wait coming. Yeah. It's coming. Like we're we're gonna see Balenciaga NFTs so soon. Soon. Don't. Uh, it's gonna don't. be announced as soon as we get out the studio. <laughs> as soon as we get out, as as we <laughs> get out the that's studio. Happens, yeah. Cannot wait. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our look into the future of 2022. Yes, sir. Uh, pushing forward of the metaverse. Um. Excited to see what comes to that. People gonna be rolling out different skins, like we said, mm-hmm. different tokens I can't that wait. relate to like purchasing things in real life. That's gonna when gain I become value. the. When I take Anna Wintour's job. (laughs) In Decentraland, like, get out of here. The Anna Wintour of Decentraland. (laughs) But yeah, um, I think that this is a good point to end the um, show. Yeah. Um, We don't want to take too much time, but hopefully you guys enjoyed our year in review of 2021. What were some things that we missed? Tell us on our Instagrams. Instagram, in case you can't understand Noel's. Noel's, um, what's what's that? What's that? My battery is dying. In Sims language, but um, yeah, (laughs) but yeah, um, anything that we miss, make sure you let us know, and you know, we'll you know 
have that continue that conversation. This is just a platform to voice our thoughts, but we are interested in, in hearing your thoughts. So please let us know. Why say thoughts? But please, I don't know me. why you who wrap it up. <laughs> who am I? I'm a fudge. But yeah, um, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review us, and make sure you follow us on Sample Size Media on all platforms. And I'm Tone Bone on most platforms, either with an underscore or with a period. And I am yeah no y e a h n o e except on Twitter it's two e's and sample size media is sample size media on all platforms and sample size media dot com. Yep, check us out.